<sighs> okay, you know, recently I've been really annoyed with myself. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> I am there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have been... I'm usually a very like clean and organized person. Um, at least in my home space. Not always everywhere. But in my home space, it's always organized, clean. But sometimes I get into these one or two days where I just don't give a well-baked corner of a fuck about what my space looks like. And um, yeah, and it's just messy. And then I get angry with myself because then who the fuck has to clean it, clean it up? You. Yeah, and I don't want you. to. You. <laughs> so <laughs> I am coming to you in that spirit of uh, annoyance with yourself. Just yeah. aggravation. Just aggravation. <laughs> uh, I'm coming to you with the spirit of sleeping in on a day off from work. Just the pure joy and relaxation. You know what? We're so opposite this week. <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone, to This Is Fine. I'm Ivor. I'm DJ. And uh, today we're talking about coping mechanisms. Yay. Because in this world of uh, Panda Express... It we is, in a panty. <laughs> it um, is something that people... Or I think it's something very valid to talk about is how we cope with different parts of our lives, our social interactions... Life causes a degree of stress and we have to have ways to deal with those and everyone many, has coping mechanisms. Many degrees of stress. Many degrees of stress. Yeah, so um, I mean coping mechanisms are just like ways to deal with stress, with negative or even sometimes positive overwhelming emotions yeah and I with think trauma with trauma so there is a good way to separate external stress and internal stress like mm -hmm. and i think a good way to define the two would be external yes things from outside um the subways late the whatever like uh things that you can't control you have deadlines but then, coming up yeah you have like a family issue family issues yeah friend issues or certain emotional things that you're dealing with, whether it be personally, romantically. Um, and then also there's the intersection between the external and what it does for you internally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because ultimately stress is felt inside, right? Yeah, whole, yeah. whole spectrum of problems and issues. I think one of my biggest uh, coping mechanisms is avoidance. So if I have any kind of stress <laughs> or if I'm angry with like an internal coping mechanism, if I'm angry... I don't necessarily say that to people. I say it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Escapism yeah. is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. Like avoidance, like you said. Yeah. I nap a lot. Mm. Um, all of my friends know this, I think. Half of the time they'll be like, hey, what are you doing? And I'll respond like a couple hours later being like, oh, I was napping or I took a nap. Or, yeah. I just woke up. Yeah. And it's sometimes healthy because like your body needs rest, like your brain needs to kind of go into sleep mode and take a break. But other times it's just because I have these problems that I don't want to face and I don't want to die, but I don't want to be conscious. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, this reminds me of an episode of Grey's Anatomy that I saw and something very traumatic, like, you know, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, of course. Fucking, you know traumatic the one doctor was like losing her shit because they had just been through like a mass shooting and mm. they she wasn't hadn't been able to sleep and sleep affects your i mean during sleep your brain is purging like is is repairing not only your body but also psychologically you right. are also getting there's some level of repair that's happening yeah there's like emotional regulation yeah 
that happens or you like you build that up because emotions are the chemicals right and so the chemical regulation is happening while you sleep and also during the day but it happens while you sleep and then what what happened to the doctor was she like lost her shit and she um they had to like sedate she asked to be sedated she was like mm. she knows what's happening mm-hmm. i'm in panic mode i know what's happening to me someone she was like yelling someone sedate me and then she was knocked out for a smooth like 24 hours or whatever and she was um you know she woke up and went for a psych evaluation and she was fine and i remember the same thing happened to me where i realized one day that i'm having a panic attack and that doesn't happen often for me but i started i i noticed my breathing was becoming shallow and i was like uh, emotional and i was like i need to i need to sleep i need for something to happen and i went to the doctor immediately he didn't understand korean whatever you know um mm-hmm. couldn't have didn't have access to a psychologist at that point or at that that very moment when i was having the panic attack but realizing your physicality and connect connecting that with your body um anyway so the coping mechanism there would have been like uh sleep <laughs> <laughs> like it's an actual yeah. coping mechanism so i think that even though yours is an avoidance it is also the correct thing to do <laughs> is some rest <laughs> like sometimes what is used to be a healthy coping mechanism can become unhealthy yep um depending on the degree or like how extreme you are with it like unhealthy coping mechanisms can maybe be healthy sometimes mhm yeah it, it i guess then we go to that that phrase of like everything in moderation yeah and also yeah. moderation <laughs> <laughs> right moderation in moderation in moderation yeah um because i've i've always lived on the extreme of like everything in moderation i'm like mm, so you say everything in moderation so you want to be moderately healthy i want to be extremely healthy you know what i mean yeah <laughs> that also gets into like what's healthy for one person might not necessarily be healthy for another yeah so me professing uh, self reflection all the time or journaling writing out your feelings may not actually help for other people they may realize some shit that puts them into a panic mode and it actually may not be yeah yeah so i guess you have to you have to identify what your coping mechanisms are like we are doing right now identify what they are part of that would also be identifying what sort of situations make you feel like you have you have to cope throughout the day you're not constantly looking for coping mechanisms there's not always something happening that's like putting your body or your mind into this emergency or kind of problem solving response if it was like that we would all be fucked we would shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> i sort of feel like we're there though with with the panty oh yeah with, with the with the panda um, panorama <laughs> panorama <laughs> yeah we're, we're i think we're there i think people have been pushed to the to a higher degree of anxiety yeah yeah because there is the the looming collective uncertainty uncertainty that we're faced with for what almost two years now going on, going on going two years, on two years yeah. like at least a full year now right so i guess yeah for me um the only one that i could say is healthy that could turn obsessive because i have an obsessive personality don't ask any of the men i dated um <laughs> <laughs> um is exercise that's you know that has its good things and also bad things yeah 
because now I'm just like it. It's become an avoidance tool mm-hmm. where when the lockdown was, I mean, the lockdown with the level of, you know, 2.5, the level of restrictions was raised and we couldn't go exercising. I realized that I can't do anything. And I started to become like angry and belligerent and 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 depressed and I couldn't sleep properly because I couldn't exercise. So if I don't have any other coping mechanisms, what can I do? What do you have around you that helps you take your mind off of or deal with your emotional stress? I'd say friends. Yeah. Like friends in person, meeting up within boundaries, like within reasonable <laughs> guidelines. Yeah. Um, or just like texting, video calling. That is so important. I had a great, like two weeks ago, had a great uh, Zoom like session with people mm-hmm. like in the middle of the night, but it was awesome. We played games, we talked, they drank. I didn't, I ate food. I ate, what did I eat? I ate beef jerky, but like real beef jerky from South Africa. <laughs> because we we are we are in a level of isolation and self-isolation. And that's a dangerous space to be in because you get a, like cabin fever. Have, have you ever had cabin fever? I found myself going for a lot of walks mm. when I felt that coming on. Because I was stuck in this routine of like homework, homework, homework. And then maybe like popping out to buy groceries or like get food i recently um uh, saw this i mean heard this on a podcast and this guy he talks about specifically sleep and regulating your hormones and how you have a part of your brain that is behind your retina that is part of your retina like it's like outside your skull Mm -hmm. and um, those are the receptors for light that help your circadian rhythms so you need to as the sun rises you need to be able to see sunlight in some way It'll be best if you go outside, actually. But your eye needs to see that for you to start, your body to start regulating your circadian rhythm, which includes your temperature, your 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 digestive system, all these things. So simply opening your window and going outside can help you with managing your stress. So I know with the pandemic ongoing and with no end in sight, it's been really hard to engage in my normal coping mechanisms because a lot of them i realize now were based on being around people people. yeah yeah like finding support in friends um meeting up outside like changing your environment so you can change your mood that sort of thing yeah Mm. but you can't go outside you can't meet in groups of more than like four you can't stay out past 10 soon like all of these different restrictions and even if there weren't those restrictions just the kind of back of your mind anxiety over like can i be doing this safely right that really impedes my ability at least to like engage in regular coping mechanisms the and way i release have been the stress and release that like stress. actively like yeah like effectively not actively like yeah. effectively release the stress yeah, well, like you don't realize how much um, social interaction is very, very important and until you're like, you can't see nobody. <laughs> and it's different from like the social interaction or like the quote, quote, social interaction that happens on social media. Oh, no, that's a that's the, the you. It's like a different. Is it comparable? Breed. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think our brains. No, our brains take forever to evolve. So it, we don't we don't work like that. Human beings don't function like that. Screens are too new. Yeah, it's just like I can send my friend a hundred memes and just have a text conversation, go back and forth, like accounting for time difference and everything. But it doesn't really take the place of a phone call or like a video call. Zoom and Clubhouse and those kind of like things happening. It's a great alternative. Um, So I guess then stay away from social media is what we're saying. 
Is it though? I mean, I think it's just use it with an awareness that it shouldn't be everything. The 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 honest reality is that people are deeply unaware of when they are engaged in social media as a coping mechanism. Mm. So I would say go go cold turkey, but I'm I'm as people have realized, I'm at the extreme. So how can we learn like new, maybe healthier coping mechanisms? I found because I had not only was it the pandemic and you had to isolate, but I had chosen to withdraw from social interactions because I needed it. I've said this many times. And what I found was um, self-improvement and uh, a website called Skillshare. Mm -hmm. Excellent way for you to learn new things and then have other kind of things to share with other people. Because I subscribe to the thought, the school of thought that you cannot consume and create at the same time. You've said this before. Right. So with Skillshare, you can then... You're forced. If you're in a panorama, then stay and watch. <laughs> panorama. <laughs> um, you can stay and you can improve your skill if you have the discipline to do it. Um, learn something that you've always wanted to learn and satisfy a part of your ability to accomplish something. Like, I think everyone wants to feel that they've accomplished something. And during the pandemic, it's hard to feel like I'm doing anything with my life. Yeah, I mean, I think that's valid, but... I also see the opposite side of that or the other side of it. Where, Which is why we're friends. <laughs> where it's like sometimes mindless consumption is soothing. But what does that do for your like your 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 subconscious, for your deeper psyche? What does that do to just mindlessly watch watch something? Do you, is that a way to switch off your brain? Why would you attack me like this? <laughs> no, like this is this is this is something I, that that I ask myself. I I watch Archer and I get mindlessly sucked into Archer. Like the new season, season eleven came out on Netflix, and I just like this weekend watched everything. I did all my things, yeah. but I still watch that. But so why can't you? In if you want to be mindless, why don't engage in mindful meditation? Not that everyone should do it. I'm just like there is another way to deal with boredom that doesn't mean getting sucked into a screen because right now that is how we cope with boredom it, i, don't I know do that i do thing, though i i think it's a horrible thing to do that you know what i did like this week when i realized that i am getting bored that i grabbed my phone i sat here with the boredom as if it were a visitor i said hey girl <laughs> so what we're gonna do is i'm not gonna let the boredom control what i do with my phone with my I'm not going to let that part of my mind control me. I am going to learn how to be bored and how to enjoy being bored and not feel the anxiety because boredom right now also comes with anxiety. Isn't that why you try to distract yourself? Isn't that why you engage in 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 um, mindless consumption? I don't know if it's boredom per se. It's more a sense of like I don't want to be like fully alert and like cognizant of everything that's happening around me to me okay that's overwhelming i yeah. guess yeah sometimes it is boredom but sometimes it's also like i can't <laughs> i can't nap right now <laughs> <laughs> but i also don't want to be here yeah here okay. being like inside my mind so i want to be outside over uh, there watching yeah. selling sunset yeah. <laughs> oh reality TV. watching rich people sell houses to other rich people that reminds me, like, you know the reason that we're watching rich people, um, like reality TV? Because it's mainly rich people, right? we want to imagine ourselves in those lives or, like, in those houses. Rich people have the same problems we do. 
it's just that they have Gucci and BMWs and we don't. <laughs> but essentially, the human problem is all the same shit. Yeah. What is that quote? It's like, money doesn't buy happiness. It just buys a better quality of misery. A much better quality. It's just dressed in Gucci or whatever the fuck you want to. So I guess then that's what I did for my mental health was realize that when I feel bored, I actively decided not to give into my coping mechanism that I felt was not healthy for me. And that was to look at Instagram, oh, or to look at Twitter and sit there with my boredom. And and I guess that was a way for me to train my brain not to grab my phone. Yeah, so I, I guess like building better coping mechanisms or like not better, but like healthier for you. Mm, for you, would yeah. Would be to just try and start building different habits or start engaging in new activities mm, and just be careful with building new habits because we have this idea that you can do it all at once whatever is like exercise i'm gonna go hard yeah and then you regret <laughs> the yeah. pain for the next week and then you don't go and then you don't have the habit so as with everything in life start small Build up to it. Build up to it. So like before you dive into a new habit, into a new coping mechanism, into anything, do the research and be like, I'm going to try this small thing. Yeah. The next day, I'm going to try this small thing. You have to be, uh, I, 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 I want to say decisive, but you have to be um, specific. I've said this so many times. Intentional. You need. Oh, thank you. Be intentional <laughs> with how you engage in the new. So, like, thing. try it out in like baby steps. Like, see, test it out. See if it's right for you. See if you do actually feel better doing this thing than some other thing you used to that no longer feels healthy or is no longer productive for your mental, emotional, physical health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it's working, then keep adding on to it like build on to that and that does lead to you transforming as a person right um well you can't transform as anything else mm. pterodactyl power <laughs> ranger <laughs> oh my god so like i used to play that game with my sister it was like on the sega i don't know if you know the like game consoles yeah, yeah. i was of course the pink power ranger and she was the yellow <laughs> one <laughs> and um uh, that was like a great little, I don't know, that just reminded me of that. Like you transform as a person transform. that made me think of the Power Rangers. So uh, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. What you said with baby steps. I always use this analogy. I don't know where I came up with it. I read it somewhere. But, you know, intertextuality means that nothing is really original. <laughs> so like the first time they walk, they can't walk. They have to do all these t tiny little things that your body does like physiologically, psychologically for you to get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up, fall down. That same process is with um, a new habit, with a new hobby, with a uh, uh, trying something new for you to, to help you in the space of a Panda Express. In a pandemic. In a pandemic, yeah. Mm. Like you, you take it step by step. And if you fall, okay. So if you imagine you were a baby and you fell once and you decided, I am not walking ever again. I will never I walk. I will never. <laughs> <laughs> So just use that analogy and be like, yeah, yeah, give yourself a little grace. Like you're trying things out. Um, maybe they don't work the first time or maybe they don't work the first couple times. Um, they will not work the first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not going to be like if your coping mechanism is scrolling through Instagram for two hours at a time, you're not going to instantly be soothed and comforted by something else. Something else. Yeah, that's very true. 
it just takes a little bit more effort and a little bit more time dedication for you to be able to try new things and then have them work and choose one thing please don't try and yeah have you seen that youtube video i don't I don't know who he is, so I'm mm-hmm. not shitting on one person specifically. <laughs> so but I you're think shitting it's okay. on someone. <laughs> I don't remember who he is, but he That's was fine. like, he spent a whole year building 12 new habits. So each month he would. Matthew Div. Matthew Div. Do you know who this is? Yeah, I think I do. Continue, continue. I mean, it was interesting to me because I was like, oh, you could, like, in a whole, in a year, you could build 12 new like amazing habits i think it was him or some other guy but it was like he would take something like journaling or cold showers and he would document like yeah yeah. yeah, that's a great great waking up at 5 a.m cold showers journaling um exercising at whatever time like all of these things but i was like doing 12 in a year seems so ambitious and overwhelming so if that's your personality sure try that yeah (laughs) like like me i can i can try that but you, for instance, will not be like, no, no not I doing refuse. That. <laughs> we are not doing I that. I want a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you want to say? You want to shit on him? I mean, like not shit on him, I guess, anymore. <laughs> it was interesting. I give him that. But it was just sort of like, that seems like an easy way to get burned out. Yeah. So Because at like month six, month eight, are you going to have the same energy and devotion to like trying to change your habits or trying to make new ones that you had at month one. So here's the thing about like uh, that kind of like what happens with challenges, habit challenges like that on YouTube, right? Um, That I find effective or what people don't realize is that when you try the one challenge, um, when you try something, you are training your brain um, about the effects or the, the positive psychological effects of a habit. And so to do the next one becomes easier because once you've done the first one, trying the next one is like a different kind of rush. Um, and if it's a healthy, if it's a healthy habit that you're another healthy habit, who is it going to hurt? All you're doing or you're adding onto your coping mechanisms. Okay, it's a method of distraction, a eh? so that's <laughs> also coping mechanisms. And what is an what is a coping mechanism, if not a habitual response to stress? <laughs> no, I see that. I just wonder if. A month is really enough time to make something stick. It's a YouTube overkill, I guess. Oh, a month (laughs) is a month? Well, there's lots of studies that say that five days is enough. Is it? And then there's stuff that say 28 days. Um, So it's, I don't have the numbers for that, but I Mm. know it ranges from like a very short period of time to like uh, a long period of time. I know specifically with exercise. Oh, that's very specific, Ivor. (laughs) It ranges from a short period of time (laughs) to to a a long period of time. (laughs) (laughs) I know specifically for exercise that it's like, there's a thing that says like, it's okay to miss a day. Just don't miss two consecutive days because research has shown if you miss more than two consecutive days that you're less likely to go back. So Mm -hmm. I have this thing of like going for three days on, one day off or four days on, one day off. Mm. Um, It does sometimes get to two days, but it's never more than two days. That actually makes sense because I find that like when I go work out or when I go to Pilates and if I go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Mm. then going feels easy and it feels fun but if ever i'm like i go friday i don't go the weekend and then i miss monday or i skip monday going on wednesday feels so like i feel cranky so so now you know i don't want to go so now you know that's because of a 
uh, new neural yeah. connection thing that's happening. That's that's the yeah, only thing. Yeah, yeah. The that's habit just hasn't formed yet. Isn't that a great way to think of it? Like when you don't want to do, do something, it's just because the habit hasn't formed yet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's not for everything. We can't generalize mm. like that. Yeah, I don't know. We were a little bit over all over the place, but I think what we we delve into coping mechanisms and a little bit of habits. No, I think you said it best. Like what are coping mechanisms if not habits and ways of habitual ways of dealing with stress yeah so those could be healthy and they can be unhealthy and there's a time and place for them but it's never like it won't hurt to try and make them healthier it won't hurt it will hurt nobody (laughs) (laughs) except it will feel uncomfortable for your brain because your brain is not used to the other thing it's just used to the easy habits are you know unhealthy habits good or or good or bad they're they're all the easy pathways Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about it that's Yeah, well, that's why they're there. Anyway, so guys, thank you for listening. And uh, I hope that what we've said have, I don't know, um, shed some light into something, some behaviors or something that you do. Yeah, maybe made you more aware of what your own coping mechanisms are. Yeah. and Or how they've changed during the past year, during this panda express <laughs> during the <laughs> panda panning. express i recently contacted my friends Ra- my friend rachel and we had lost touch like social interaction being so limited rachel i know you're listening in jeju she's the girl that said i'm becky with the bullet journal oh, <laughs> so hi, rachel Ra- she's great she and she has a lot to say about disney <laughs> if there is anything that we said that you like please uh, email us let us know. We're on Spotify. We're on Google, uh, Apple, I, mm, Apple Podcasts, like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so please subscribe. We It helps the algorithm and um, I don't know. It feels good for us. External validation. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.